everyone. Welcome to Tech Unrec, brought to you by Vivacity Tech PBC. Tech Unrec is a podcast for educators and technology experts in the K-12 space to learn, share, and grow their knowledge on ways to unwreck their school tech. I'm Nikki, your host, chatting it up with Vivacity Tech CEO, Eli Maloli, and Marketing Director, Sandy Johnson. During our episode, we explore our company's rapid growth, its culture, the podcast vision, and even spill the beans on our dream guest wish list. I hope you enjoy this pod as much as I did in having the opportunity to bring together and interview two of the greatest minds in the edtech space. It truly was my Christmas. Okay, so I'm super excited. This today feels like my Christmas because the night before, you're super anxious for Christmas Day. You're waking up throughout the night. It's not time yet. You go back to bed. You wake up thinking you miss it. Not time yet. This is how I felt last night. Of our podcast? Yes. We <laughs> ended right. today. This is a big day today on the podcast world. You talk to me like every day. Oh, <laughs> I am excited for this. So um, to, for our listeners, so that they know, in front of me today, literally at a round table, I have with me our CEO, Eli Maloli, and our Director of Marketing, Sandy Johnson. And we're going to be talking about a couple of things today. The most important being this podcast. This is the introduction to the podcast. But before we can talk about how super awesome it is, what we need to talk about first is Vivacity so that you are well aware of how this podcast came to be. So with that, I'm going to start off with you, Eli, and ask you the question that I love hearing the answer to. Tell us about Vivacity Tech. What is Vivacity Tech PPC? So Vivacity Tech is a computer hardware provider to K-12 all across the United States. We primarily do technology wholesale. So it's providing Chromebook hardware, but then we we augment that by manufacturing charging stations, carrying cases. Uh, We have a team of software developers to that developed a proprietary asset management software. And uh, and then we have the best and the brightest developing curriculum for uh, our customers. And so we do a little bit of everything, really helping school districts with their Chromebook deployments. Yeah. So wait, I think you missed the most important part. Oh, which is? What is a PVC? Oh, let's do that. Yes. Yeah. Because we are my Vassy Tech PVC. We are a PVC. Which is an unusual acronym to see at the end of a company name. Yeah. And this is something that really sets us apart in the K-12 space, I feel like. So important to point out. Yeah. Yeah. So a PBC is a a public benefit corporation. That's what the the letters stand for. Um, And it's a relatively new way to incorporate a business. So as opposed to an LLC or S Corp or C Corp, you can incorporate as a PBC. Not in every state, but most states across the country, you can incorporate that way. And effectively, what that does is it doesn't make you a nonprofit. We're, we're not a nonprofit. We don't get any tax breaks. We, there's literally zero benefits for us becoming a PPC. However, we get to just stay to the market. We're a public benefit corporation, and it gives us the, the legal latitude to do whatever we want with the profits at the end of the year and not have to distribute them out to shareholders. And so we get to take that those, those proceeds and hopefully make an impact back in the market that we're serving or our local communities, get back to our employees, um, help with sustainability efforts. Um, the mantra across PBCs is that we have a triple bottom line, people, planet, and profits. So that's that's sort of the all-encompassing general mission of, of all PBCs out there. Okay. It's like kind of holding your company accountable over the years. You know, 
I feel like when you first start a company, it's very like noble and idealistic to be like, yeah, we should be a PVC. Like we're going to give back. But a lot of people, they start a business and once it really becomes successful, it becomes harder and harder to let go of those dollars and actually do with them what you originally set out to do. And so I like, like when I, when I interviewed here, that was the thing that really stuck out for me is that accountability, like Eli and Leah in starting this business are holding themselves accountable by incorporating as PBC that they're going, regardless of how big we get, we're going to continue to commit to our community and, and helping people in our industry. Yeah. Give back. Yeah. So take us back a little bit and talk a little bit more about the origins of Vivacity. How did this idea of Vivacity evolve and turn into the company that it is today? So it all starts with getting my first company off the ground that I mentioned earlier, starting that business, you know, from scratch. We really had no business to be in the industry. We were just a little disruptive upstart and uh, rapidly grew that business. And over the course of the six years I was with them, we grew from just a couple of us, you know, at a bootstrap startup to about 100 employees. And we started to have a significant presence in the market. I was hoping to parlay that into having you know a much bigger impact, uh, much bigger growth. And the vision that I had for the company differed greatly from my co-founding partners, you know, and not a bad thing, by the way, you know, their intentions were fine that they were theirs, but they're just different. And it was different enough to the point where I felt like I should go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I separated from them. And a year later, we launched Vasty Tech with the intention to have as much impact as possible. We really wanted to maximize that, but also build a reputation that hopefully was going to endure and, and be around for decades. And something that schools everywhere could have pride in partnering with a company like Vivacity. And I just, I felt like I was limited before, but with Vivacity and everything we're doing, the, those limits are off and, and we're growing this. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Yeah. So the name, the name of Vivacity. Okay. So one, Names are a big deal. Um, you know, I, I I did ministry school and, you know, in studying theology a little bit, you look at like the Hebrew culture, like names were a massive deal and uh, names were like a characteristic of what they wanted their child to be, for example, um, and some of the attributes they wanted to have. And so I was thinking about that in launching this venture, like what are some characteristics that I want? What was maybe what was I lacking in the previous venture, kind of just generally speaking across the company? And it was this sort of general excitement and liveliness. And so I was looking for words that would encapsulate that and hopefully be a characteristic of the company for the long term. And, you know, just playing around with different words. And and I saw Vivacity and, uh, you know, just kind of ruminated on that for a little bit and felt like this is it. And, you know, it's like you're naming a child. It's a process. I want want this child. What do I want this child to become? And giving it a name appropriate for it to like live up to that vision. That's exactly right. That's awesome. I feel like we're over five years in and I do think our team is pretty vivacious, like very lively, like very positive, optimistic, generally happy people, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as coworkers come. So, Mm -hmm. so far. It seems like we're living up to the name. I think so. And, you know, as just we look across the company, you know, the word vivacity means that you're so lively and excited about life that it's attractive. Like mm-hmm. people like want to be around you and then mm-hmm. kind of drawn to that. Um, just kind of having that charisma 
you know, and, and that is, I feel transcendent across our organization. Like yeah. no matter where you go, we have four sites across the country now, you know, St. Paul, Greenville, South Carolina, Chicago, Denver. And it's, you know, you can go anywhere, meet any of them. And they're, they all kind of fit that one. They get it. And that's why today's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. See, it fits. So excited for the day. Okay. So let's talk about some of the achievements and milestones that Vivacity has achieved because we have been around now for just a little over five years, but in the last year specifically, so much has happened. So thinking about this past year alone, are there some highlights that you could tell our listeners about that you are proud of that Vivacity has overcome? Well, you know, honestly, first and foremost, the, the one that comes to mind is winning best places to work. Having that. I thought uh, you were going to say hiring Sandy Johnson. <laughs> that was about a year ago, but okay, yeah, that's dude, pretty that, good. A little over a year, but you know, yeah, I, I suppose yeah, that's a good that, one that would too. be up there. <laughs> you know, from that, uh, I thought that was very telling of our company culture and what our employees yeah. think. But, so we won best place to work in Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal from them last year. Mm -hmm. And then this summer, we also won Best Place to Work in South Carolina. That's right. The state of South Carolina. So those are two big accomplishments, for sure. We recently made the Inc. 5000 list. So Inc.'s magazine, uh, you know, they track the uh, 5,000 fastest growing private companies in the U.S. And uh, this was the first year that we qualified from a kind of years in business standpoint. And, uh, and so we applied and we ended up landing uh, at spot 1213 uh, on 5,000. And that's just accomplishments in this past year. Yeah. We threw the gala. I would say that was a huge accomplishment. Like that that, it felt like it was from, awesome. for Eli and Leah, like such a vision coming true to be able to throw this huge party for every single person in our company and a plus one we flew people in like paid for people's flights and hotels to bring their their partners or you know friends or whoever want, they wanted as their plus one to just gather together for one night it was like it was essentially a holiday party because it was in december but really it was a five a celebration of five years in business and just a celebration of our employees um i think it's really telling too that eli's number one milestone was like best place to work and then mine is the gala. And both of those are very employee engagement facing. It's about just celebrating the team that made all this possible. Both of you talked about company culture. How important, I just want you both to elaborate a little bit more, is it for you to have this very positive, vivacious company culture? For me, when a company takes care of their employees, they're ensuring that their employees take care of their customers. Like the customer is first, right? But in a business like ours, the employee is kind of first because the employee is who is actually taking care of the customer. Like Eli does connect with customers, but he can't take care of all of the customers that we're continuing to grow. He has to rely on our team to do that. And so like a huge part of like the leadership team and what we talk about is how to make sure our team is taken care of that they're happy, that they have a career path that they're on and they're happy about and excited about. And that just results naturally in employees that want to take really good care of our customers and our business. You know, not only have we taken great lengths to ensure that every employee's concerns and issues are addressed, but also they understand, like you said, the career path and know kind of what the path is moving forward. We're always having open dialogue. If somebody's maybe in a position that doesn't quite suit their skills, we're maybe tweaking that position or looking at something else entirely, just to always make sure that we're matching people up with 
innately what they're good at with what they want to do and what our needs are as a business. But, you know, I grew up playing four sports year round, served in the Army National Guard. I've been on very high performing teams. And something that I noticed is if a team has a really good vision, if they understand the goals of the team and everyone's united towards that goal, that is when the fun really happens. And for us, we're disrupting the market and our employees not only do they feel safe and satisfied, but they also understand that we're doing something very unique. I really enjoy seeing everybody kind of gel around that vision and what we're doing together. Yeah. And that brings us to the reason why we're all here around the round table today, talking about not just Vivacity, but also this podcast that we're kicking off here and introducing. So you didn't mention one of these milestones from the last year, but a huge milestone nonetheless. There have been so many. One was acquiring Tech and Rec. So a company based in Chicago, which is a repair device solution. And it came with this podcast. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the idea behind the podcast, the target audience, and then we'll talk a bit more about what Tech and Rec is, what it is, what the name is. Yeah. I mean, the acquisition happened earlier this spring and Tech and Rec was the name of that business. A pretty small in terms of number of employees company, the company had 10 or 12 employees somewhere in that range. And their business, you know, aligns really well with what we do. They repair devices for schools. So out of warranty, Apple repairs, as well as Chromebooks, you can send them in and and they'll repair them for you and send them back. So they had a podcast. They were interviewing tech directors and just talking about the industry, talking about the business. From a branding perspective, we knew right away we can use this platform to really speak to educators, to provide, you know, tips and tricks and, you know, new information about the ed tech space. And so I just felt like it was a nice little tribute to Tech on Rec, uh, the business that we acquired, to keep the name and keep the podcast as the Tech on Rec podcast. And I think it's a really clever name too, you know, unwrecking your tech. Like that's that's our whole business is that we're trying to help not just literally fix broken technology, but perfectly good technology in the classroom can be totally wrecked if you don't know how to use it. You two are both former educators and and you've done professional development work. So you've gotten back into the classroom, shown teachers how to maximize the technology that they have. So coupled, you know, like with your experience, plus other people that we bring into the mix, couple of that with what the company is doing from a hardware standpoint and delivering that to the classroom, we can really structure our partnerships in a way that are most conducive to teachers where we're getting firsthand experience through what we're doing in a professional development environment. We're establishing our partnerships. Our sales and support teams are really delivering top-of-the-line products that teachers want. And this podcast really ties everything together and hopefully just fills in the gaps, maybe provide some tips and tricks and some insight into just maximizing your work as an educator using technology. Yeah. And that's why I was so excited when the idea about doing the podcast kind of came to be and we started thinking about what this would look like. So Just so that our listeners know, the podcast essentially is broken up into two parts, um, this being part one, the interview. So talking to a guest or expert about a topic that is being discussed for that month. But the second part is really where I feel like I'm so excited for because just kind of like our name, Vivacity, and what we're trying to be here in the company, we want to celebrate tech unwreckers. So really finding schools that 
um, are taking technology to the next level in some way and being really innovative and celebrating their successes with it because technology is really great when it works. And it is really frustrating when it does not. And for all of those that kind of take it head on and find all these cool ways to use it in the classroom, whether it's a teacher or an administrator, even a student, I think is worth celebrating all the things that they're doing. So, so. tell me again, what are we calling that? Who the oh. person you nominate? Yeah. So the person that you nominate will be the tech on record. Mm. That is okay. the name okay. of the I don't know if I want to call it an award, more like a club that they will be a part of that we will um, highlight on our website. And then we do have like a grand finale prize at the end, taking all of those tech unwreckers and putting them essentially like in a drawing. Just being able to celebrate all the all the cool things that are happening out there with technology because there's so much happening and we're not seeing it, right? So why not spread it out, share it with the community and let's celebrate all the coolness. Mm-hmm. Love that. So actually the listeners of this podcast will be able to sort of on a continuous basis nominate who they think should be honored as a tech on record. Right? Yep, that is correct. And they can do that by going to our website. So on our website, we will have a form. At the end of this podcast, I'll even provide out more details about that. But yes, feel free to nominate even yourself. Don't be shy. If you think that you're doing great things with technology that you want to share with everybody, because sometimes it is a little isolating in the classroom and you don't get the celebration that you so rightfully deserve for the things that are happening. Teachers, administrators, students, they make magic every day with technology. So let's put it out there. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So I have one last question for you. I'm so excited to ask this question. I've been thinking about what your potential answers could be. Um, But as we continue with this podcast, like I said, we'll be um, having a podcast roughly about once a month and we'll be speaking with a guest about a specific topic. I'm just curious who your ultimate dream guest would be if you could have them on the podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Who would be my dream guest? (laughs) Do you have a dream guest? Yes, of course I do. Well, you better go first while I quickly think (laughs) about who mine would be. Shameless plug here for me, Uh, but I, um, a couple weeks ago, got to interview my ultimate dream guest, who is Eric Curtis. So if you are not familiar, he is, I don't think he actually likes to refer to himself as an influencer, although that is how I learned about him during um, COVID and his website. But Eric Curtis does amazing work in the Google market and has great videos. I had the opportunity to go to his home, which was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but interview him. And we talked a lot about AI and how AI is changing the classroom environment, both the teacher perspective and the student perspective. And it was a really great conversation. So again, shameless plug, because what I want is for you to listen to that podcast when it comes out. But for sure, my my dream guest. It was very cool. Yeah. All right. No pressure. Okay. I think I have one. I think mine is not a specific person. My dream guest would be like having students on the podcast. I would just love to. Oh, I mean, that'd be great. I was a teacher myself. Yeah. And so, and actually this is really fun. I, I was a high school English teacher and I recently got a LinkedIn connection request mm. from a former student who is in marketing now. <laughs> he works for a awesome. coffee company locally here in the Twin Cities. And he reached out and we're going to like reconnect and have lunch. And I just want to hear what he's doing and what his life is like. And I just think that, you know, the students are the ones that 
at the very end of this, like we talk about educators, we talk about administrators, but really mm-hmm. it's the students that we're doing all of this for. Like yeah. They are the, like we are trying to make a better future for the world and the students are kind of riding on them. <laughs> and so bringing technology into the classroom as a, as a learning tool it's for them in the end. And I just want to hear what impact technology is having on their upbringing. Like, can you imagine? I don't, yeah, really, I don't want to give our age away, but the students right now that we're selling technology into their classrooms are having such a different experience than we, oh, are, than we ever so. had. Yes. I'm just so curious, like what impact that's having on them Absolutely. And, and how they view it. Like That'd how do they view cool. technology? Yeah. I love that. Did I give you enough time to think of one? Oh yeah, you know I, I got a, <laughs> a great I got a couple. Yeah, that was that was awesome, and that would be so great to have kids on here and, yeah. and really hear from them too. That would be an interesting perspective. Yeah, I think I would have to go outside of the industry, okay. and uh, you know I'm thinking, uh, you know, some we're talking a dream list. Like yeah. I would probably bring in some big time comedian like a Nate Bargatze <laughs> or like a Theo Vaughn or Jimmy, Jim Gaffigan, you know, somebody who um, actually can maybe like look at ed tech and what's going on and, and, you know, provide maybe their insight and tell some funny jokes, really just like lighten up the mood See? for all of us <laughs> listening. This is why Eli is the disruptor <laughs> in the market because you he's ask him a, a question. Yes, he's a tech on record because he goes completely outside the box. Like whatever the normal answer is, like, no, nope, Yeah, let's do something different. But that's actually, that would be amazing because everyone has a relation to it in some way. They've got kids or a niece or nephew that goes to school that was handed a Chromebook mm-hmm. that made it through covid and lockdowns and all of that and like to yeah. hear a completely outside perspective Absolutely. on ed tech would be interesting and a funny voice yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone needs to laugh a little bit more you know yeah agreed right. this podcast in general i had the idea when i saw that tech unwreck the business had the podcast already i was like oh that's awesome that's something i've been meaning to do but really that's as far as i took it like nikki took this concept and filled in all the details like color colored it in basically mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for this lighthearted fun to hear the interviews that you conduct, that different people on our team mm-hmm. are on the podcast. Like, I'm just excited to see what comes of this. Yeah, me too. I mean, but I think it all goes back really to what you've created here, Eli, with the company, like, and, and in talking about the name Vivacity. So I'm going to give this one to you, Eli, as we start to wrap up here. If our audience wants to connect to discover more about Vivacity, how do they go about doing that? What social media platforms are we on that they can reach out? You know, we're on all the major platforms. I would say the one that we probably get the most engagement on is LinkedIn. Okay. You know, and it feels like we can best serve our customers through that platform too. LinkedIn just obviously gives us a little bit more insights. So if there's some interest out there, I I think that uh, LinkedIn would be the best way to convey it. Okay. And for the podcast? The Um, podcast, we have a website and our Instagram account. They'll be able to connect with us that way. LinkedIn is a great way to connect with us. You know, we'll have socials that are for the podcast. And then there's also for our business. We already have those. Uh, Vivacity currently is on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's not called Twitter anymore. Mm. <laughs> we're on X. <laughs> we don't want really to post a lot on there, but I know that's where a lot of educators engage with each other. So maybe the podcast will be more active there. Mm. We'll okay. see. Yeah. So subscribe, listeners, subscribe. Please. And uh, tell us your thoughts, how you feel about the podcast, any topics that you would like for us to maybe do some research on to be able to provide to you. And that's where you can also go to nominate a tech unwrecker. So yeah, 
let's uh, let's make all those things happen so we continue to make magic here on the podcast of Tech on Rec. So with that, I thank both of you for joining us here today. Thank you. This is Christmas. (laughs) Ah, Love it. Um, And to our listeners, thank you so much. Stay tuned because we have another really great podcast coming out. Thanks for listening to Tech on Rec. If you had as much fun as we did and want to keep exploring new ways to unwreck tech, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can stay connected and see what we're up to by following us on Instagram at Tech Unwreck and on X at T Unwreck.